This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you from the Earwolf Studios in Hollywood, California. Can we see the Hollywood side from here? No. Um... It's that way? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the, we're not even facing the right direction. Wrong window. But Earwolf Studios, of course, is the home to great podcasts like Comedy Bang Bang, Sklarbro Country, and Who Charted, just to name a few. And this is Tuesday, October 25th, Two Oceans Eleven. Since the last time we spoke, or I spoke and you listened, I recorded bonus, boner eps of this podcast and the Benson Interruption Podcast at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. Great shows with great guests like Nikki Glaser, Mike Lee and Black, and first-timer Jim Gaffigan was on Doug Loves Movies, along with New York One reporter, anchorman, I should say. He's never out in the field. Uh, Pat Kiernan was there. It was, it was amazing. Those are available for purchase for $2 in the comedy album section of iTunes soon or now. 
right? Uh, Best Interruption 9 and Doug Loves Movies NYC 3, to be more specific, so if you're wondering which ones they were, were exactly. Uh, the Douglas movies is a fun one because finally audience members got more drunk than me <laughs> at, a, at a live Douglas movies. And, uh, so you'll get to hear, if you like hearing the name Lars von Trier yelled over and over again, <laughs> then this is the boner app for you. And if you've already heard it while listening to this, I'll just tell you right now, the pink box was full of cookies. <laughs> I know it's not the greatest <laughs> twist in the world, but we made a big deal out of this pink box, and then we never re- we never said what was in the box because the lady is, finally told us afterwards. This is some seven shit up in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone was hoping it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head, but it turns out it was just cookies, and so that wasn't really a, a twist at all. It was a pink box; it would look like it would have cookies in it. But uh, <laughs> when she held it up, for some reason, everyone got excited because she wouldn't say what was in the box. Um. We're having a contest of sorts to determine which comedian friend of mine will be joining me and members of Weezer in a taping of Douglas Movies on the Weezer Cruise in January. So far, it's between Anthony Jeselnik and Nikki Glaser, because it has to be comedians who uh, I know and would want to have on there and who also want to go. You, you, can't, you can't vote for somebody like, like I'm sure Jimmy Pardo would not want to go. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm speaking out of school. I'll ask him. But if you vote for somebody that's not Anthony or Nikki... Um, chances are you know then i gotta make sure that they would actually want to go and it won't take too many votes because here's here's what you get here's how you get a vote is if you buy a ticket if you're on the cruise and when you're buying your ticket if you say the number one reason that you went on the cruise is because of the douglas movies podcast and then send me proof of that (laughs) then you get to help decide who else is going to be on the cruise so you got to go to a lot of effort to help decide uh, it'll probably just end up being left to me because I'm sure most people on the Weezer cruise, their number one reason for going is Weezer, and then I'm like a nice second, third, or fifth, or something, you know, Dinosaur Jr., Sebado. It's it's going to be a good good boat for people who like music. <laughs> so, and then holler at me at Twitter if you if you do any of that. And one more thing before I bring the guests into the conversation. It's time for Watch This, Not That. The number one movie at the domestic box office as I speak is Paranormal Activity 3, which I have not seen because I don't have the kind of time to sit around for about an hour before going, Oh! Because that's how long the scares take to come in those movies. I get bored. I'll see it. I'll probably see it because I saw the first two, and you know what a completist I am. The number two movie is Real Steel, which I have seen. So, see Paranormal Activity 3, <laughs> not Real Steel. This has been Watch This, Not That. My guests today are the host and sidekick of the podcast that recently won the top prize in the Earwolf Challenge, uh, the Earwolf Podcast Challenge. It was a competition, a reality podcast competition to determine what would be a good podcast to have join the Earwolf family. Please welcome from the Totally Lame podcast, Elizabeth Lame and Psychic Andy. Hey! Hello! Husband and wife. Married, yes. Yeah, good for you. And then we've also got Matt Beltnap sitting by as well, as often happens in these studio shows. Sam Levine is on assignment. (laughs) (laughs) I have no assignments for him. He's just doing whatever he wants to do. So congrats on winning the Earwolf Challenge, you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Very well done. How does this probably came up during the Airwolf Challenge? But how does the podcast end up with uh, Elizabeth's last name in the title, and and Andy's just the psychic? 
Um, I think because cause Andy's not in comedy at all, and I was in comedy in New York and needed to capitalize on my maiden name, which is lame. And so it's really lame. It's really lame. <laughs> it's truthfully lame. And I just want all the assholes in high school to know who I am when <laughs> we have success. Well, let me spell it for them so they can find it. Okay, good. A S S H O L O L A I M E. But you pronounce it lame, and so it's the totally lame podcast. Yeah. I totally get it. I'm totally on board. Awesome. The show is you always a guest every time. Oh, except the very first episode was the two of us, and then I think annually we have a look back at the year, so we've had one of those. Yeah. So there have been two episodes, just the two Is of the us. Lo- looking back just verbal reminiscences, or do you play clips? We do a we little clip clips. down, yeah. Wow! That's a great idea, Matt Belknap. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. That's too much trouble. <laughs> but that would, be, that would be fun for a show like yours, I think, because then you... The two of you could sort of discuss which clips you're going to... You know, Matt and I barely speak to each other. So <laughs> right, I get that. We don't, yeah, when you live in the same house, you can be like, oh, remember that? We can play that. That's all we talk about. Let me move in with you for a while, Matt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll spend a month uh, on bunk beds, and then we'll see what we come up with. <laughs> you don't need bunk beds. <laughs> a bed. Well, you do come bunk up beds. with your best stuff sometimes when you're laying there trying to fall asleep. Uh, so bunk beds is a yeah, good idea. Yeah, you guys lie in bed talking about the podcast. <laughs> that That's really? all we talk about now. It's a podcast. Yeah. But when you're getting ready for that episode, it must be a conversation. It is. It's fun. It's go- yeah. fun going through and remembering our favorite moments. And It's a great idea. And for anyone who uh, loves great ideas, uh, my podcast, <laughs> uh, my great idea is to make the 12 Guests of Christmas an annual event. Ooh. And so coming up in this December, I think it's the 20th. It's going to be a Tuesday night. Comedy Bang Bang is, will be off that week, 8 o'clock. UCB. It's probably not even up on sale at UCB yet, so you got to keep an eye out for it. But I'm inviting all 12 guests that were on last year's 12 Guests of Christmas to come back. Several have already said no, and we'll get replaced with the best people I could possibly get to have 12 amazing guests on stage all at once in a super elimination round of the Leonard Malton game. Which brings me to, you guys have heard this podcast. Yes. Indeed. And also feel like you're competitive in the Leonard Malton game? No. Oh. (laughs) Um, It's, you know, it's a crapshoot. It really depends. But I have a... I'd say a, a limited kind of um, library to to dip into because I love romantic comedies. So, <laughs> and I'm guessing that Matt did not choose that as a category today because you you guys will be playing against me. Oh, that's yeah, right, Elizabeth Lame and Psychic Andy. I was trying to come up with categories. If I had known that, I, I would have gone. Into that oh, that would have been com. so nice of you to do that for well, her. Well, just because I can never think <laughs> That's of, sort of categories. <laughs> it's always a struggle to come up with, whose birthday is it? What's going on? Right, but that's a fun new kind of thing that I'm do- trying to do is that I don't belabor like choosing a bunch of, you know, having to have multiple movies that fit a category. So yeah. the category can be like a current category that I've been doing is a movie movies where the, the dog dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, So... You could pick that category if you're somebody that, like, thinks, oh, I, I just can think of, like, five or six of them in my head. Like, if that's something that you remember when dogs die in movies, mm-hmm. I would think that'd be, like, a good category for you. Because then when I say the year, then you could kind of narrow it down. And, oh, I'm so uh, bummed that that's not our category. Because you do know when the dogs die? I do. 
Have you done All Dogs Go to Heaven, the ultimate dog's dying <laughs> that, one, that one's too on the nose, Matt. I went with... Uh, what did I go with? I can look it up right now, actually. I have it right here. I think... I didn't go with Marley and Me, but that's my, probably my saddest dog dying uh, movie, especially recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, what about see. Vacation? Yeah, that's a good one. Classic, oh, on the, the leash on the yeah. station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Made me yeah. think of another category, oh, wow. movies where a grandmother dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you leave her on the roof of the car for a while. What's the um, Cameron Diaz movie where the dog... Um, oh, something, something about, about Mary. Mary. Yeah. That's the dog, dog doesn't die, though. Yeah, they bring it back to life. It almost dies. Oh, that's true. With okay. the electricity. I, it does die, though. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> it is dead and then is given the... Uh, so... Andy, do you, do you think you're going to be competitive in the Leonard Malton game? Uh, I don't. I understand the game. I'm just my biggest worry is I don't know a lot of the smaller name actors. If that makes sure, sense, most people do not. And that that's where I'm scared. Almost every time we play the game, I read at least two or three names that I could not tell you who they are, and I pay attention to that shit. So, it's, but when I when I've heard you guys' podcast, I'm really impressed. Sometimes people know really really deep names, like yeah. Uh, Deep cuts. Deep Doug, cuts, you know yeah. some crazy names that I'm always surprised. You always have this knowledge of character actors that's crazy. Yeah, well, when you know when I'm playing against, maybe we'll do it today. When I'm playing, uh, when I'm running the game and the contestants are shaky on the game and on and on names in general, like they might even be stumped by like an Evan Rachel Wood, <laughs> which I would, in my mind, everyone should know who she is, but mm-hmm. I could see where people would be stumped by that. So I will. As I go through the list, I will name something else that they were in that's not the right answer, but I will... Uh, Marilyn Manson. I will give clues along the way. <laughs> no, Marilyn she Manson was, was in, in her. was in her, theoretically. <laughs> yes. You know, they, were, they probably did some weird stuff, but yeah. Um, she was pussy deep in Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Can, I, Hello. Can, we, can we say that? Yes. I think yeah, you so. can say anything you want, as, as you probably do on your podcast. That's, that's the, the glory of it. Is yours listed yes. as explicit? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I just saw one today. It's listed, actually listed as Pussy Deep. <laughs> it's weird subject. Totally Matt, do we decide if it's explicit or does iTunes? Because I can't listen to all that. We just give it a blanket. We decide. You, yeah. You, yeah, but... I mean, and I guess you could you could just put whatever... You could put clean... Because I'm sure not, Paul F. Tomcast... Is clean. Pod F. Tomcast... He must say the F word every once in a while. I don't know. But he's I not that he's, squeaky clean in his act. He, You know, his last album he swears was to make a, swear-free. Yeah, but he he got through a whole album that way. But he's not, you know. What I mean, he's not somebody yeah. that doesn't. No, he swears he's not in like life. Bill Cosby or Brian Regan, <laughs> right, where he's right. or, or Jim Gaffigan, who's just decided I'm not going to swear. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he might be getting there. Actually, I don't know. But I, I think his podcast he makes a point of it being clean. But in ad, in ad lib situations, he he swears right. up a storm sometimes. Yeah, and there are phone calls in that show that are not scripted, so maybe there's some swearing slipping in there. Yeah. He didn't swear much as Gary Marshall on Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> comedy Bang Bang, Comedy Bang Bang. So I decided not to say what Dog Died movie I have in here because it's such a good one. I want to save it for actual play. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> but because there's some movies where the dog died is not the, you know, it's not the story. Yeah. It's not like about a dog dying. Right. And those are the ones that are fun to have in here. Sure. Because it's like, that's just like vacation. The dog dying was somewhat incidental. Yeah. I mean, it was a series of... <laughs> it was one in a series of calamitous <laughs> events. Yeah. Moose out front should have told you. Um, 
what have you guys seen lately? Do you go do you go to movies a lot? Yeah. Well, this is funny cuz Andy said, "What have we seen?" and we both were like, "What have we seen?" But we've seen a lot actually. We couldn't remember, but we saw um, Moneyball. Yeah. We saw I saw Drive. Uh, we saw Horrible Bosses. How did you get a off by yourself seeing Drive situation going? And why wasn't it the opposite? Why didn't he see it and you not see it? I forget how I got you, off. So a friend asked you to go. Yeah. yeah, it was really weird. And you said that you were going to go see Drive, or what was the other option? I forget. And I think it was a movie I wanted to see more than I wanted to see oh, Drive. Oh, so see, I was like, the, interesting. Go see Drive. Dudes, a lot of dudes love Drive. Well, though. that's the thing, too. I didn't know. Afterwards, this was like, was... I didn't know much about Drive at the uh, time, and then all the hype happened, and then I felt like a sucker. How did you feel about the how violent it was? Um, That was, uh, that was fine. Uh... I actually, I think I was in the camp of, I think I liked it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I started to feel duped by the end of it. Like, I felt like, why didn't people tell me that this is actually, like, almost, by the end it felt like it had turned into, like, a parody of movies. Really? Yeah. I didn't think that, I maybe for you as parody and for me it was just... Uh, standard issue kind of stuff like it just sort of kind of ended in a very uh generic sort of way for yeah. for a movie that the idea is it's supposed to be kind of cutting edge right right well <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it just becomes more just you know normal as it goes along like yeah i felt like and actually i i went with janet varney so and we both felt the same way and then we were both like why did no one tell us but like the first third felt like oh okay i get what this movie is it's gonna be great the second third, there started to be, you know, those long shots, like the shot where he like scrunches his fist up and the leather like squeaks when he's angry, where I was like, okay, they're getting a little self-indulgent. And then the last part of it, I was like, oh, joke's on us. They're actually like throwing this and all the violence and everything in your face because it's like a commentary on movies. But no one I else thought you got that. A lot, you got a lot more out of it than I did. <laughs> And a little bit more out of it than Andy or Matt got. Because they, 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 haven't, endure, I, they yeah. haven't endured it. Thank you for not throwing any explicit spoilers, because I do want to see it. I'd watch it on cable again, for sure. Yeah. Like, people people don't understand when I say that it's disappointing or not that great, that is, I'm also not saying it's a terrible movie. Right, right, right. You it's know? just, yeah, it got really hyped. I will say, Ryan Gosling is not hard for a lady to look at for... An hour. I, the whole cast of he and everyone else in Ides of March, you know, that Evan Rachel Wood and Marissa Tomei, it's it's a pretty good-looking cast, and that's another one that I I just had an argument today with a guy who thinks it's the greatest movie ever, and I was just like, there's not a single... I did not learn a thing about politics watching a movie about politics, oh, and I'm really? an idiot when it comes to politics. Like I'm also an idiot when it comes to baseball, but I feel like I learned some shit watching Moneyball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and it was fascinating. And Ides of March was boring. Uh-huh. Like I just did not get into it hardly at all. Like a couple little scene here or there because everyone was talking about how noir and slick it is, and it's not. It's not. It's mm. it's just dull to me. But again, great cast, all doing a good job would probably sit mesmerized by it on cable. But when you're in a movie theater, like Matt with the kid and everything, mm. like when you're in a movie theater and something's boring you, oh, that must be so frustrating. Because you, yeah. you kind of put, you bet on that movie. Yeah. You, you know, you took a chance, like this better be the thing because I don't get to do this very often. I do so much research and talk to anybody I can and like make sure this is good before you commit to it. Like, uh, I think the last thing I saw was Crazy Stupid Love. Is that what it's called? 
stupid. Wow. Something. Another yeah, Gosling crazy movie. stupid oh, yeah. Gosling, Gosling again. Yeah. yeah. And I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. But that's the that's the flip side of what you were saying though is that when you only see like a few movies in the theater, I think you're le- I, I'm less critical than I used to be because I'm like. Hey, I'm just out. This is fun. Like, I yeah. Know. So if something's fair, you think it's good. Yeah. And if like, something's poor, you movie. think it's awful. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, like yeah. it, like it just right. the curve it, works it, that way. It just has to be a little bit on the good side of fifty percent in my head, and then I'm like, great, I had a good time. Well, that's why you liked Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Steve Carell is great. He's Ryan Gosling's great. Great. Yes. great, and that kid. There's no reason to have so much time on that kid oh, man, in that you're movie. Right about that. That yeah. that is the part thing that makes <laughs> it not crazy. a great movie to me. That's the crazy part of Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> yeah, is how it, much screen time that kid got? Yeah, and how you no matter how much research you did, you probably might get blindsided by that. That it's. Do you think that movie was about a kid? Uh, no. Do you think a kid is even in it? Uh, no. <laughs> it's rated no, R, and no the trailers idea. are just show me your abs and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, no, so no. then there's a kid through the whole movie, and he's in love with an older girl who's a babysitter, and she's in love with his dad. Steve so Carell. So it's a yeah. weird kid love triangle? It's like, well, it's a lot like uh, Dan in real life. It is, also, yeah. Mm-hmm. which I think is a really good movie. Yeah, uh, that one not so much for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was DC, I mean, wasn't I, it? I like sleeping on DC? pancakes as much as anybody. <laughs> well, that ad, I don't get that ad at all, but I, I like Dan in real life. Dan in real life is one that when it's on cable, I can watch it. But it is watchable. The, the, la- mean, the looks, ladies in it are really cute. Steve and... Carell is, I will watch him in anything. That was the main reason I went to see Crazy What about? Uh-oh. What was the one? The Dinner for Schmucks. I didn't see it. <gasps> I'm gonna. I will. I'm gonna say negative on that one. Yeah. Big, big, big time. Yeah, it's you want to like it so bad. Uh, There's so many funny people in right. it. I love the guy from what's the guy from Flight of the Concords that's yeah. in it. Yeah, Jermaine. 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 He's Jermaine pretty funny. He's pretty funny in it too. I liked him. He. That was the he's one where he's always pretty funny, but he's been in a couple movies that are like not at his level. That that. I just, yeah, you wanted it to be so good, and I felt like I could see opportunities for it to be good, but it feels like it was just like... At every turn, everything Steve Carell does to Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd just has to have a quick conversation with somebody to solve all the, all their problems. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's just very easy to get out of all the situations that occur, and yet somehow it, it never happens. It's like, it's kind of maddening. They they lost me at schmucks. I just, <laughs> that word was a red flag, no. You used to be able to not say schmucks. I was telling somebody this recently, probably on my podcast, so sorry, go ahead and fast forward. But <laughs> you used to not be able to say schmucks on, on Saturday Night Live, Back when like Franken and Davis were on, they had a sketch. Really? They had a sketch with the word schmucks in it. I think I think they wanted uh, Richard Nixon to say it, uh, as played by Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. and um, NBC shot it down. That was in, wow. in the seventies. And now we got to have a movie mind. with the word in the right. title when no one cares. Like no one knows what it means, and also they never say it in the movie. Yeah, it's it's just a bygone term. It just it just makes me think a sixty five year old man wrote that movie, and it just like. Mm. Well, seeing it made me think that as well. I don't know the truth of. I wonder who wrote, who wrote it. it. Let me actually. look it up. That, yeah. That's my job here. You're gonna look up who wrote it. Yeah. Right. So I can judge them. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> so we don't have now to drop your voice in it. saying it later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a lot of comments about that. People are, for some reason, excited about my voice dropping into the show. It's funny and startling. So Andy, you haven't? Did you say you saw something recently? No. It could be on TV at home. Yeah, I saw on Hulu actually an independent film called. One Too Many Mornings that I really liked. Uh, Wait, you were watching Orgasmo yesterday. When I- <laughs> yeah, I got, I got about five minutes into Orgasmo, and then I turned that off. I don't think I've ever watched that. Was the five minutes good? 
Uh, no, it wasn't good. And it was also a really bad time. I think, like, I'd kind of been wanting to have sex all day with you. And then I <laughs> oh, turned no. it on. Here we go. And then I think you thought that I turned it on for, like, some weird reason. <laughs> and and so, like, I turned it on and there's, like, a lot of moaning in the beginning. And then it was just, like, a bad move. So I turned it off. Yeah, that's not that's not smooth. <laughs> I like that you said, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you can't leave the shit at home. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Okay, it's uh, two people I've never heard of. Uh, David Guyon and Michael Handelman. I don't know who those are. Great, it's probably great like a job, team, guys. a team who got the assignment <laughs> first go. and did it and then they then they threw a million writers at it and yeah. all those great, you know, Zacks in it. It's really it's too bad. It's it's seems like it was based on a French film too, because it's credits this French guy. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be less mad when they make a bad comedy like that because first of all, there's somebody likes it. You know, I I just had a guy today tweet at me that I'm wrong about Clue. Like people are still defending Clue. <laughs> the old movie Clue? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that doesn't surprise me because people my age loved it as children. And that's what I'm, I'm saying. You know, There's they, probably kids that think Dinner for Schmucks is awesome, right? Right. And they oh, will, without a doubt, they will live yeah. their lives thinking that just mm-hmm. because sometimes you cling to those and you yeah. don't go back and double check, like like Goonies. Mm-hmm. Goonies or even when you see it again, movie. you still think, "Oh, I still love this." Yeah. Right. Like w- last night, we showed Deadly Friend, the Wes Craven movie, as a movie interruption over at CineFamily, and. I didn't like it as a child. As a child, I thought this movie's awful. And then as an adult, it's amazing how awful it is. <laughs> you know, like it's, uh, as a kid, I was willing to sit through it. But right. as an adult, if I wasn't sitting there with a microphone making fun of it, I, I couldn't even get through the whole thing because mm-hmm. it's paced so poorly and doesn't even feel like, it, like when it, it was 1986, I think. What's it called again? Deadly Friend. Yeah, I've never even It's heard about of it. It, this kid invents a robot and then the robot uh, dies. Boy. And then the girl next door is the cheerleader. Or the robot like dies? One. Yeah. That's hard. It's going to be hard to explain the whole thing. <laughs> Trying to do the fast version. Because then when the girl dies that lives next door, the cute girl next door, he gets the idea to put the chip from the robot into her head. Mm-hmm. Oh. But then once he does that, she's more robot than person. Uh oh. And the robot had some scores to settle. <laughs> uh oh. That's so good. that sounds pretty good now that I, now that I just described it. But the way it, way it works in the movie is is incredibly. It, it's incredible how how awful it is, and we had a good time watching it. At one point, the the clip is online. It's on AST right now. In fact, in okay. the, in, in the, my thread, the Douglas movies thread, or no, the, the interruption thread, probably. movie interruption. Yeah, they uh, have the clip of Anne Ramsey from Goonies. Mm-hmm is the mean old lady in it and she played a mean old lady yeah it was the mean old lady trilogy of that and throw mama from the train and goonies and christy swanson throws as a robot girl throws a basketball at Anne ramsey's head so hard her whole head explodes (laughs) that's amazing yeah well now i want to see it because i I like christy swanson and also a head exploding but just go watch that one clip (laughs) okay and then you'll you'll be set because the rest of it is it's not worth all the time and trouble and you know it's one of those movies where everyone's got jeans on that are pulled up too high and (laughs) and and they're they're wearing them weird you know like it's just everything about it is is dated and speaking of that poorly acted have you i saw jurassic park on tv recently Mm-hmm. And have you ever noticed Laura, Laura Dern's Dern. jeans? <laughs> yes. Her jeans are insanely high. It's the high. same thing. That's how everybody dresses in. But I, I lived in that time and I, I'm still like, that is unrealistically high. The the waist is too it's Well, too it's like crazy. mom pants or whatever. Yeah. Plus, she's, yeah. plus she's really thin. So yeah, it's, it's awkward. It's yeah. very she's, unfortunate She's real thin though. and they're kind of like. Ballooning. Ballooning out. Yeah. 
that was weird. the style. I, I recently, Andy was sweet enough to DVR both Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride Part 2 for me. So I had a big old marathon. <laughs> and um, I don't even remember what years those are. But it was like the styles were so dated. The girls wore like a whole wool sweater with a flannel <laughs> on top of that and like corduroys. Ooh. It was so unattractive. And they, it was Kimberly Williams who was so cute. And they yeah. like, I, I sat there looking at it thinking, that was, that was, that was attractive. That was what people wanted to be like. I remember wanting to be like her. 91 and 95. Mm. So, yeah, 91. not long ago. I mean, one was bearable. Yeah, because Martin Short's in it and he's funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. In he's that in memory. both. He's in oh, both. But I'm. But <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that then when they just repeat it all over again, right. like the marathon thing intrigues me because isn't it weird? Doesn't it really point out how similar the two movies are and how pointless the second one is if you sit through them right Absolutely. back to back? Absolutely. What's the premise of the second one? That they both get pregnant at the same time. Who's both of them? Um, the mom and the daughter, Diane Keaton and Kim uh, I still really liked both of them, but yes, they're very similar. Wait, so, so Martin Short is throwing the baby shower? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. The baby, and he helps decorate the nursery, and he's he's hilarious. I love him. <laughs> he can be really great. He really can, but he's the victim of, like, I guess you cannot be a great comedic actor and not be in some shitty, shitty movies, yeah. no matter how smart you are. Yeah, have you talked to your friend, like, and, I mean, how how do you handle that? Because I'm sure everyone is in something that they hate and they know it sucks, but they can't, can they say that, or? They can. Yeah. They can say it. Uh, you know, it's it's different levels of where they're saying it. Like to, amongst friends, I, certainly my friends have said, "Oh, I'm I'm in this bad movie, whatever." And I I could even say like to Brian Posehn, "Dumb and Dumberer" is a shitty movie, and he won't he won't be like, "Hey," <laughs> you know, in saying that, I'm I'm insulting a guy I know who directed it more, I guess. But he's probably not going to listen to this. And also, directors get stuck with something that ends up being absolutely. You know, like look at uh, Louis C.K. and Pootie Tang. Yeah, you know, mm. if it had been if he'd have done what he wanted to, it may not have been the greatest movie in the world. But studio interference made it, you know, awful. Yeah, you know, or at least it, there's glimmers of humor, yeah. funny there parts. Is, yeah, there there's are some weird, funny, funny things in it. Yeah, and then it's just mostly in the first so five minutes, right? I just like mostly I, when Chris Rock is actually on screen. Well, when and when Chris Rock flashes back to yeah, that's it, the funniest thing that, in almost any movie. Yeah, well, have you guys <laughs> seen Booty Tank? It's real early in the movie, so we can give it away, right? Yeah. It's I, the sort of thing, if you describe it, it would still be funny to see it later. Yeah, that's, Don't I think you think? that's true, because it's I've, I've watched it multiple times, and it's funny every time I watch it. Not yeah. the whole movie. I've watched that part multiple times. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Pootie Tang. It's, it's Pootie Tang. Chris Rock is his dad, right? Yeah. And and he's talking about when his dad died, and it flashes back. It was, oh, it's, a, it's a horrible warehouse accident, and it cuts to him in a warehouse pushing a hand truck or something and then just a gorilla jumps out of nowhere <laughs> on top of him <laughs> and that's it yeah but that's the whole joke it's a warehouse accident and then there's suddenly a gorilla out of nowhere and then they cut back and that is that makes you laugh so hard yeah. that the, the rest of the movie just is sad that it's not more stuff like that mm -hmm. because you can't have that wild of a twist happen again no, you can only do the gorilla on you can the only bed. do that so much <laughs> That's the whole movie. Every few scenes, a gorilla attacks somebody out of nowhere. <laughs> so, 
I don't know what we were talking about, but that was that sure was hygiene. That sure was fun. <laughs> hygiene. <laughs> Not hijinks, hygiene. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then we got into the Father of the Bride movies. Oh, let me just say, like, I haven't seen the big year yet with three very funny dudes. Owen Wilson, Jack Black, oh, and yeah. Steve Martin. That sat on a shelf because I was just looking at that today on IMDb. That was 2010. They're doing stuff to promote it together, though, so they, they, they're they yeah. probably all happy with it. It mm-hmm. got a pretty good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh, I think good. so. Yeah. But I still, as much as I like them, I still have been burned too many times as, by them as individuals. And I've never been satisfied with a movie about bird watching. <laughs> <laughs> Not once in my life, and I just worry that that's going mean, to remain consistent if I go see yeah. it. Plus, it's rated PG. It's going to be on airplanes in you know in four cool. months. That's when. That's when. Yeah, they get you captive on a big bird. <laughs> there you go. Watching. Yeah, that's the perfect place for what a bird watching movie. Bird watchers are or- ornithops. Ornithologist? No, that's What's studying that? it, right? Oh, Isn't there okay. a difference between watching and studying? Yeah, probably, yeah. You probably. know, actually reading a book or <laughs> just looking at it through binoculars? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, ornith- ornith- <laughs> they should take ornithology and enthusiast and put them together somehow. Ornithist. Ornithusiast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or enthusiasm. <laughs> I, don't or or- I don't have any ornithusiasm for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I like hey, all three of those guys. But the reason I flashed on that is because Steve Martin is possibly the biggest offender of being in yes. some of the greatest comedies and some of the worst comedies of Well, when was the last time. time he was in a good movie? But what, Father how far, of the Bride Part 2. How far back do you have to go? <laughs> what about, uh, she goes back to two. I go back to one. It's complicated. You liked that, right? Oh, I really did. Ooh. That was... I found that extremely tolerable, but mostly, <laughs> beca- mostly because Alec Baldwin. <laughs> mostly because Alec Baldwin. I think He's I, a lot funnier than Steve Martin in that. Did Nancy Myers do... I know yeah. she... She did. So mm-hmm. I'm just a. I'm really. You're just digging. a Nancy Myers nut. Yeah, I guess so. You loved. Um, she was. She did it with her husband. A lot of them, and now she does yeah. them on her own. Oh, so it's good complicated. For her. She was out. On I look her forward own. to that. Well, someday. I think. I think it's complicated. It was kind of based on her breakup with her husband, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. It had to be based on somebody that's Charles extremely Shire. successful and has a lot of money and isn't afraid to show people all of that in a time of very poor. Yeah, very yeah, poor that economy. Because the movie, I loved. the movie, her <laughs> big, like her crisis through the whole movie is redecorating the kitchen or having I the know. kitchen remodeled oh. is like a, a a hassle for her. Like, oh, what do I do? And did you see how nice it turned out? <laughs> it turned out really nice. Beautiful. Pretty nice at the beginning, as far as I'm concerned. That's like true. The house and the whole house is just ridiculously huge and awesome. And but yeah, it's a fun escape kind of to it's see those movies. Totally, like, the scene oh, where she's with all rich. of her, her girlfriends. I literally, after the movie, I like I called my girlfriends and I was like, "We're doing a wine night." <laughs> like I wanted to recreate that scene. <laughs> Let's bitch. <laughs> yeah, but in that scene, they all you know they all take turns talking. It's not real at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the one, the other Diane Keaton one before that with Jack oh, Nicholson? Uh, something's gotta give. Something's gotta give. One of the greatest. That's pretty watchable on cable because, you know, Keanu Reeves plays a doctor, so that's always hilarious. Oh, that's yeah. always hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's interested in jokes. her too, right? But yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or they date in it. They or something kind for of, a minute? yeah. But he's he plays it was a weird doctor for middle-aged women. <laughs> yeah, but he was like super cool about them hooking up, right? Like they were dating, yeah, but then well, he, he backed down for Jack. Yeah, but Jack, you know, in, over the course of the movie, bones a mother-daughter. The, yeah, Amanda uh, yeah. Pete. Yeah. The, the daughter gives him a heart attack, 
and then right. the, and then the, right. and while getting nursed back to health in their house, it's the craziest premise. Another amazing house. <laughs> yeah, for a yeah, beautiful house because she's because she's in... a successful writer in that movie. Yeah. And then um, yeah, then then he ends up with Diane Keaton, and it's all about how he he can be happier with her than with that yeah. super hot young girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Diane Keaton. Also, is it Nancy Myers or Diane Keaton? Baby Boom is one of your, your jams. Baby Boom is one of my all-time favorite movies. Because when I was like five, I wanted to have a baby. <laughs> it was uh, it was those two that unleashed uh, Lindsay Lohan on the world by putting her in Parent Trap. Yeah. Oh, really? That husband and wife made the Parent Trap movie that, oh. that Lindsay Lohan starred in and was great in. She was so great. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. It's her, She's... When is she going to pull a Robert Downey and just stop being an asshole mm-hmm. and just go go about the business of being a, a you know a decent performer? And is is that it. never going to happen? Like she she keeps getting she's back in jail for missing appointments. Like aren't these wouldn't these appointments? Like if she's the first person to complain loudly when a song goes, I've got it on lock up. Like Lindsay Lohan is in a rap, and she mm-hmm. she complained about that. Like she tried to sue from, or something from really? prison. She complained about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, like she's like this is hurting my reputation. Well, why not show up at your appointments and then never and get this behind you? That'll help your reputation a lot more than complaining that you. You're, that you're, uh, you know, a national punchline. Um, Andy and I have a theory about girls like her because Andy's in the music business, so it's sort of, you know, you see the, the girls who start really young and have tons of fame really young, and guys, I guess. When everyone says yes to you from a very young age, you have a completely distorted view of, like, what you can get away with or... What there are no consequences ever, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's just. I, I mean, mean, I feel like that's like the child star problem in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it seems to me like in her. But that's that's a thing that can you can get especially bad when people do start saying no. But she, Lindsay Lohan, her slide, she managed to make that happen while also getting whatever she wants. She wasn't like suddenly not in demand anymore, and yeah, then became a complete right. asshole. Yeah, she yeah, was a shit. True. Like you know, yeah. she and she. I can't think of a better environment to be on for a young. Actress in Hollywood than the set of Mean Girls. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Oh my that God. movie is scattered with women. Like it's like it was like the you know predecessor to what was going to happen with Pro- Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. where a bunch of women can get together and make a hilarious movie. Yeah, totally. And so that was a perfect environment for her. I'm sure that Rachel uh, McAdams. McAdams is a perfectly nice person. <laughs> like how could it's got to just be that Lindsay Lohan's mother and father, especially her mother, are uh-huh. just complete dicks, who. Who th- who would just cause her to go- keep keep doing that? Well, because- they probably like bought into the fame side. You know, it's when you s- flip the switch from like I'm going to be a an artist or whatever to I'm going to be famous. Like bought into the fame machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Even Amanda Seyfried, look at her from Mean Girls. She's a big movie star now. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing all right. She's in a lot of movies. Is I she don't crazy? see. <laughs> no, we we met her recently. Huh. She did. I do want to tell this story. Do it. What happened um, when you met her? Uh, we went to our friends. Our friend is dating her sister, who's very cool. And we went to a birthday party at their house, and it's a super nice house. Not not pretentious. It was just a cool party. And but. They did get ponies for the birthday party. Miniature ponies. Miniature ponies. And you couldn't ride them unless you weighed less than 110 pounds. So Amanda was the only person at the entire party who could ride. They had a scale there? No, but I mean, it was... (laughs) 
She's a liar. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> oh, she's lying. Man. She's got to weigh more than 110 pounds. I don't think so. She's tiny. She's really short? Yeah. She's dude. tiny. Because she's curvy. You know, she's not like one of those emaciated types. She's, in person, she's itty bitty. Yeah, I think she's just small, small uh, she's of skinny. stature. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. I, she's not sickly. Yeah, that's I what I mean. Yeah. When you see someone she's on not, film, on, someone who looks normal on film or whatever, just regular, you know, then like you see them in person, they're crazy tiny. But she's not like, she doesn't have the cut, you know. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like she's, she doesn't have those cut arms. Like, like, like she's yeah, got a big or, rack. Or you can just say that. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> she's got, yeah, she's got the boobs to back up the rest of the body. Yeah. That's you know, true. Like, that's true. You know, like yeah. when Jennifer Aniston was at her hottest in the first few years of being Rachel, she was she had more of a figure, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. And then yeah, a lot of then show business got a hold of her. They get whittled down by show business. Yeah. <laughs> Even I feel like uh, Angelina Jolie was curvy and and. Uh, uh, I just yeah. she just stops at Mr. And Mrs. Smith for me. That scene, <laughs> the scene where she's in the bondage gear and then and then jumps out the window. That's my favorite thing that ever happened. In, in you don't any, like some anything. of the earlier like uh, is it Gia the one where she's like that's all right. She's so naked in that. Like she's it. so naked in that it's ugly. Like I don't you know like I don't like nudity that's not supposed to be sexy. Like okay. nudity that's just supposed to be frank and uh, realistic. Like is, when girls are like bending or squatting or so you like do you like accidental do you like my friends into like instead of looking at normal porn he likes there's i guess there's sites where there's like ads that have gone wrong so it'll be like lingerie ads where like a nipple's accidentally showing and stuff is that like fun to see but i don't seek that out okay okay i didn't you know i never clicked on the clip about nancy grace's tit falling out on oh no i didn't see that Absolutely. I had not. no interest in seeing That's, that. Yeah. It's the last thing I'm going <laughs> to click okay, on. You guys missed out. <laughs> oh, yeah. You saw it? It was hot. How much um, came out of there? No, I didn't see okay. it. I don't know. What about, did you see Foxfire? When, like, I think Angelina Jolie was like 20 or something. It's like a w- weird, rare movie. I happened to work for the company that produced it. And uh, she's ta- she pulls her shirt off in it, and she's just like, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> you, don't, you haven't seen that? I think she did a lot of nudity early on. Wasn't she kind of yeah. naked in a in a movie with Antonio Banderas and hmm. and uh, you know she's she's done she's done yeah, her she share. wasn't afraid of it. She no, no, I don't know what. Like, but like in in Mr. And Mrs. Smith, she's always just got sexy outfits on yeah. and it's all under control and she's. But I don't like she that. Looks great. Overdone. Like what was the one? The tourist. Like I saw that trailer and she's like too much. Like it's too much. Too intense. Yeah, like she's. Subtly. If you're naturally beautiful, just be natural. Tone it, yeah. Well, that was the thing in the beginning too. She was so naturally beautiful. Right. Now she, now she, maybe she had a little work done. She's older. She looks kind of hacked she, up. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, That's, when you were talking about these movies, like the the hottest movie I've ever seen, the movie that like was the hottest to me was Stealing Home. Do you guys remember that? And there was a kid, Jodie Foster was in it, and the young kid, and that she oh, baseball. She's yes. her baby. She's his babysitter. his babysitter, and then they start hooking up. But he's like, it, it's, he's a novice, and she, oh, it's really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so Jody like, Foster? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Is it Jody Foster? <laughs> 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 oh, I'm thinking of Summer Catch with Jessica Biel. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> there's only so many romantic baseball movies. But I went I, the stealing home. Now I'm intrigued. It sounds like it's the the situation that. It's not like anybody. There's not the well, cast was it's not actually, what got you going. The scene that really spoke to me as, and I was younger. I mean, but 
there was a scene where he loses his virginity, but it doesn't show a lot, but it's just how, like, awkward they are, but obviously they're really, you know, in that teenage, like, But wait, 20. she's old, way older than him, right? No, this he doesn't, he loses his virginity to another girl. Let me tell you what Leonard uh, Malton, how he describes oh, it. Oh, yes, please. Has-been baseball player is summoned home to take care of the ashes of an old friend who killed herself. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Story flashes back to his relationship with her at several ages. Earnest but Pat, semi-autobiographical script by the directors, directors, Stephen Campman and Will Addis, is helped immeasurably by Foster's wise, outstanding performance as the late friend, a troubled free spirit. Wait, how old is she in this? What? When was this? I was picturing this was like ni- teenage. This was nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, oh, so she's like an Young. adult. She's playing like an 18-year-old in it, right? Yeah. She does, that, yeah. Yeah, but she's probably older than that in real life. And there are like... 12 names. <laughs> 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 it's Mark Harmon's the lead in it. In it. Yeah, oh. yes, that's right. So that's that's why that movie just is like out of my memory banks entirely because it's hard, it's hard to imagine Mark Harmon and Jodie Foster starring in a movie together because she's always been a movie star and he's always been a TV guy. Mm. But they don't actually ever they really don't. have screen time because she is the ashes. That explains right. it. That's why <laughs> she is the ashes. Oh, so he's walking around with her in an urn. Right. And then Correct. there's a kid. The flashback is her with having sex with her. Who's the kid? Oh. Yeah, I don't know that he's gone anywhere, which is a damn shame. Mark Harmon? No, no, the no, kid is named William McNamara. Wait I think he's I worked before. And he, his friend must have been Jonathan Silverman. Yes, okay. that's from, right. Yeah. From the, oh, William uh, McNamara is movies. the guy from, um, uh, what's that uh, Sigourney Weaver movie with the, he was a serial killer. Or no. Yeah. Right? He was? In Copycat? Copycat. Is that the guy from Copycat? I don't know. Click it. Click it. I'm going to f- try to figure <laughs> it out right now. I, I'm going to win. An, it uh, is the guy from Copycat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. That movie's awesome, by the so way. So he did go on to do that, at least that. What was the rating for uh, Stealing Home? Oh, wow. Now you really got me. Uh, Just curious. Working, you got putting me, him you got me in trouble because I got to go backwards on this thing. I'm not good at it. He gave it two and a half stars. Yeah. yeah so, but William McNamara, good, yeah. good pull on that. He's good. I don't know why he's not around more. He's, he's kind of a Carrie Elway's type. Shall we play a game? Yeah. Did I, did I, did I? Oh, good. We we don't have a theme song. You just gave us one. <laughs> that was perfect. Wouldn't that be funny if every week we just dropped that in, just her going... <laughs> 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 just a, a faint hum. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was me being nervous. <laughs> uh, I know. This is going to be exciting. I'm going to wipe the floor with you guys. Uh-oh. I'm, one of my categories... I, I get the impression. This is exciting because you were talking about movies where dogs die. And one of my categories is, is sort of similar to that in uh, concept. Uh, we got. To, uh, here are the categories. Are we starting with somebody? Who, yeah. We... Who do you want to start with? Should we start ladies first? Sure. All right, Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, we, you can. And choose. then we'll go to Andy and, and to me, or, or we'll go to me to give you a chance to. Um, oh right, that's acclimate. the other thing. I have to. Oh, I'm I'm game for whatever. I, I know the game. Okay, so we'll go to Andy second, then and then come to me. Hold on. I'm going to use this weird website again that this guy made that to, to keep decor. But I, and now I've... I got the order got thing it, down cold. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm cool. pretty good at it All now. Right, good, because that takes the pressure <laughs> off me. Um, 
Do you? I don't know. Do you do this too? Where because like now we're just doing one movie for each category. Yeah. So now I'm going to give you a category name, but not tell you what it means until you choose. That's a, a nice. Little... Oh, that's kind of fun. Oh. But I don't. I don't do that. Okay. I like. To, I like to say what it is just because okay. I. I I don't want to sit around trying to think of ones where it sounds like it's one thing, turns out it's another. Yeah, I think this is fun. It's kind of like um, the $25,000 pyramid where you don't really know what you're getting into. <laughs> I always liked that. Yeah, um, but on that, it's, you know, it's always ends up being something that sort of makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, this does make sense. I'm not trying to mislead anybody. Yeah, but you <laughs> we'll know, see. here's what would happen if I did it this way every week. Everyone would sit there and go, well, that must be, yeah, yeah. it makes you ponder it's it more maker. than you need to. All right, so don't take too much don't time. Don't ponder. Just okay. hear this and just go with what you think sounds good. Uh, here, you could choose between these two. Cat people or Goldilocks? Goldilocks. Goldilocks. This was that's that was misleading. Uh, it's Adam Goldberg's <laughs> birthday today. <laughs> uh, so it's Adam Goldberg <laughs> movies. Yeah, with the day we're recording this, uh, the twenty fifth is Adam Goldberg's birthday. And, yeah. See, uh, I just call the category Adam Goldberg and get it over with. But yeah, but that was fun. I yeah. thought it was gonna be Goldie Hawn. Me too. Oh, that would have been good too. Shit. I thought it was gonna be um, Lindsay Lohan because she's in lockdown. <laughs> so, this is a movie that uh, uh, Adam Goldberg is in. Uh, there are 12 names. Got three stars. Uh, the year is 1999. Uh, let me pull some entering uh, interesting twists in the script. Keeping keep it from being a one joke comedy. And that's all. I think that's all I need to give you. So 12 names is where we start the bidding. Elizabeth. 1999. Mm-hmm. She takes notes. I love it. Uh, 12 names. I'm going to do seven names. Seven names. Came to play. Go to Andy. Mm. I'll say six. Six to Doug. <laughs> it's heating up. I think it forces me to go five. I I feel like I'm going to be in trouble if I do, but... I will say there are some big names. Don't the... say anything. Oh, okay. I, I say five names. It doesn't mean it's... Name, name that movie. Five <laughs> names. Oh, I thought boy. that's where this was going. <laughs> All right. I have no idea at this point. 99, five names. I can't think of a single comedy that he was in that would get that much of a rave from Leonard. Let me but, just... but go ahead. Give me the five names. Clint Howard. Ooh, that's that's extremely helpful. Yes, it is. This is a movie directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Give me more. Uh, Vivenka Davis, uh, our friend Adam Goldberg. Happy birthday. Oh, no. He's got a small part. Elizabeth Hurley. Uh-huh. And Dennis Hopper is that far down. Whoa. Yeah, crazy, right? And it gets crazier from there, but you, that's all you Yeah, get. that's all I get. Those are five names. Vivanka doesn't help me. No. I don't know who that is. Oh, it's Viveka. It, it's Vivica? It's Vivica, but it's spelled differently than Vivica Fox. Oh, know. okay. But Vivica who? Vivica Davis. Vivica Davis. Okay, I think she's an older lady. 1999. Goldberg. <laughs> the, Goldberg the wrestler. <laughs> Adam Goldberg is that lowly build. It's a comedy. It's got some twists. Keeps you going. I've got a great hint for this one, too. And it was directed by Ron Howard. (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe it wasn't. I guess Clint slipped into somebody else's movie. 
So I, I give up. I don't know. Here's a, I'm going to give you one hint and see if this helps you. It might not help you at all. Um, but Elizabeth gets the point. Okay, Elizabeth Yay! gets the point. Hey. Uh, there is, have you ever, do you go to the, there's a diner <laughs> called the Silver Spoon in West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Tarantino used to go there a lot or does, I don't know, maybe still. There's posters on the wall all over the place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are, are Tarantino movies. But this movie's poster is up there signed by some of these people. And it's weird because it's a kind of a, forgettable movie but let me give you the rest of it uh dennis hopper rob reiner ellen degeneres martin landau ed tv ed tv uh, damn it oh, oh my god sally kirkland good. woody harrelson jenna elfman and matthew mcconaughey crazy cast i ruled out the ron howard thing because of dennis hopper i don't remember dennis hopper being in it's kind of a forgettable any comedy ron howard movie though like and that, also the, the, the leonard's leonard's being much too nice to it i think yeah i don't remember it being all that good but no uh, it's no gung ho. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Elizabeth got the point. Woohoo! All right. And I still managed to sound like I know something, so this is fun. <laughs> so this time, since I challenged her, yeah. it uh, it will come to me from the person who was not, not involved, involved, which would be which Andy. Andy. Okay. So it goes Andy, then me, then Elizabeth. Okay, so we didn't do cat people, and I'm going to throw trick or treat into the mix. And are you going to tell me which each of these are or? No. after you pick one <laughs> once you pick we'll find out cat people it's a one time only fun thing we're doing <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the the internet's gonna be a buzz at this new twist <laughs> um, okay cat people is uh, the movie Puss in Boots is coming out on Friday the mm-hmm. day this drops uh, so this is movies with a cat or cats uh, prominently featured okay all right, cat that's people. Pretty, that that's wasn't, pretty yeah. straightforward. <laughs> this is kind of like a movie with dogs. either cats or people in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was saying, this is kind of like your dog's dying premise, where it's like a weird, random thing. But yeah, but cats are in a lot of movies. Yeah, but but not just walking by the background. There's oh, you're talking a, central figure of a movie. Well, a like they're talking cats. Not talking cats. <laughs> How important is the cat that O.J. Simpson saves in Towering Inferno? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a good litmus test. I I have to say, if the cat has a name, if they name the cat in the movie, I think that, that's the kind of... Well, you know they always do in the credits. <laughs> no, not the real cat. I mean the character. No, that's what I'm that saying. The they do both. Playing. They say who they were playing and what the animal's name really? is in a lot of credits. Oh, really? That's yeah, cute. yeah. Even in Towering Inferno? I don't know about that one, but probably because they, they do mention it by name because Fred Astaire, it's his cat, and he's walking okay. around going, where's my cat? Or no, it's... Well, then um, that's important. I don't remember that. It's the Towering lady Inferno. who dies. It's her cat. I don't want to give away too much of Towering Inferno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't spoil it for us. Somebody tweeted me something about there should be a movie called um, Towering Inferno Heist <laughs> <laughs> with Eddie Murphy and Best Teller. Okay, go. All right. So this so it's cat movies. Movies with a cat feature featuring a cat. Yeah, movies that have Cat Von D in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that'd be a short list, I think. Has she ever been in a movie? I don't know. Good question. I'll look it up later. Okay, this is the year 2000. Uh, Leonard gave it two and a half stars. There's eight names. And uh, yeah, it's a funny setup, but the results are frustratingly uneven, says Leonard. They are. Uh, no, did I say there's eight names? Eight names. That's it? Yeah. Hmm. What year? 2000. And there's a cat in it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have no idea. I'll say seven. So now it goes to me. To Eliz- what? Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess she challenged you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> it took me a while. Uh, you said 
seven out of eight. Yeah. I'm going to say six out of eight. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to... Do I play? I want to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say five. Fuck it. I'll say four. Oh, oh Nelly. Exciting. <laughs> I have to say name it. Okay. Four names. As much as I'd like to try to name it in three, I'll let you know if I know it in three. Year 2000, two and a half stars. Frustratingly uneven. Four names. Phyllis George. I'm shrugging. <laughs> Owen Wilson. John Abrams. And James... Is it Reborn or Reborn? Rebhorn? Is it R-E-B-H or R-E-B-O? R-E-B-H-O-R-N. Yeah, Rebhorn. I feel like I should know who that is, but I don't. He's always like a warden or a lawyer, a judge, or a mm-hmm. grandparent of somebody. Mm-hmm. Old, older-looking gentleman, usually wears glasses. I think I got it. Oh, I do too. What is it? Meet the parents. Yes! <laughs> That's not about a cat. <laughs> I didn't say it was about Mother. a jinx. <laughs> Mr. Jinx. Jinxy cat jinxy. Yeah, oh yeah, Where yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know there's a cat in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that cat speaking, is prominent. Speaking of an urn of ashes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah, no, the cat's very prominent. That was that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, uses the That toilet. was legit. It, Owen Wilson gave it away, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I knew any Because I was already people. starting to go, when did Owen Wilson have a small part in... Yeah, in, in something like that. Small, but he kind of he. I think he stole a couple scenes in that movie. All right, so really Elizabeth fun. has a point, and Andy has a point, and Elizabeth was out of that, and I challenge Andy. So we start with Elizabeth, and then go to me. All right, I'm getting down to it. We're we're <laughs> down to two categories: uh, trick or treat, or husbands and wives. Oh, I gotta do husbands and wives. Yeah, this category was chosen because you two uh, are married, and you uh, are on a podcast <laughs> together. These are movies where the leads are married in real life. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Like it. And the year is 1994. The stars are two. <laughs> Not just the leads, but the Leonard gave it two stars. Oh. Uh, it was confusing the way I phrased that. Uh, 11 <laughs> names and uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, by the numbers, says Leonard. And uh, also uncomfortably voyeuristic one, one part of this movie is uncomfortably voyeuristic what year love it 94 11 names Elizabeth's jotting some things down um, I'm gonna say six six wow alright I have to go five Uh, I will say four. Mm-hmm. Name that movie. Okay. So Here we're going to we have go. a winner one way or the other. I'm out of this. Exciting. <laughs> Look at what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys beat me. <laughs> this is their plan all along. Yeah. Four names uh, from 1994. You will know at least one of these people, if not two. Royce D. Applegate. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> that is not one of them. Great name. <laughs> yeah. Burton Gilliam. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ooh. 
and Richard Farnsworth. From 94. Doug has a look of understanding and realization What's on the category again? Oh. Uh, husbands oh, and wives. Husbands and wives are married. Uh, Farnsworth and who? Who was the other one we know? Phil Seymour Hoffman. Hmm. I'm trying to think of Philip Seymour Hoffman movies, old ones. Yeah, this is early a, on in his yeah, career. He had a yeah, smallish part, but then Farnsworth is there too. The Who's gray, Farnsworth? The gray Fox. Uh, he was in. He was in a straight story. The guy that wrote his He's an, uh, an old guy who lawnmower, lawnmower across, across the country. country. <laughs> David Lynch directed it. He was in. He was one of the two kind of uh, managers of you know coach coach and, or manager of a, a bit, the baseball team in The Natural with Robert right, Redford. Right, right. And I feel like he was in a lot of old movies, westerns, in the 50s, westerns, and westerns and stuff. Oh. Great I'm, actor. I'm gonna let's see. I want to guess. I think you should. I'm not zoning in on I mean, I... I, I want to guess, too. What'd you say about it again? Okay. Because, yeah, I think that is really... You know, the, the category is probably the, the, big, the most helpful part of this for you guys right now. Um, you specifically, Andy, because it's, it's yours to guess. Uh, I said it, uh, it was a bit by the numbers, according to Leonard, but and also uh, one scene was uncomfortably voyeuristic. Oh, one yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh. Is it a comedy or a drama, or is that too big of a hint? <laughs> That's too big of a hint. <laughs> That's a great I can, hint. I can say no more. Well, uh, I mean, I can't even think of a movie with him back that far ago for some reason. I know there were tons. I really don't even have a guess. I will say I don't remember Philip Seymour Hoffman from this movie, if that tells you anything about it. Yeah, he had a small part. That's for sure, but I can't even I have a guess, but I don't. That'll be fun. So so Andy's... I think I'm going to bow out. Yeah, I don't don't know. So he says he's out, so Elizabeth wins the game. But also show off by saying the name of the movie, too. Okay, this is a huge stretch. It just came to me, though. Is it Fargo? No. Okay. No, neither of those dudes are in Fargo. Uh, but that's, give me some more names. because give me some more names before you okay, say, okay. say anything more. Uh, is that because Francis McDormand and Bill Macy? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's not right. But I see where you're going. <laughs> okay, those Thank two are a couple. Uh, yeah, they're married. Oh wait, no, 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 not. that's wrong. Francis McDormand is married to Ethan Cohen. Yeah. Oh, and it's or the Joel other. And he's married to other... Felicity Huffman. <laughs> he's married to Felicity Huffman, who may isn't in that movie, right? But so. you see how I got. Confused. I you guys were tripping me out that you were agreeing on that, and I was like, I'm "That's glad not." That you caught that. You, yeah, <laughs> we'd have to drop that in later if I did. Oh my god, I would have to correct myself from after the fact. <laughs> uh, all right, so Richard Farnsworth, James Stevens, Jennifer Tilly. Oh wait a second. David Morse. Oh, wow. Here's another giveaway. James Woods. That should give it away. Well, he's prominent in it. Yeah, yeah. Michael Madsen. And then the stars. Wait, don't say them yet. Then Mary. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, God damn it. It's the first movie that popped into my head when you said the voyeuristic thing. And I didn't get a guess anyway. It was Andy's to guess, but it's the getaway. 
The Getaway. Oh. Oh. Alex Aldwin and Kim Basinger. Yes. Oh, mm. And never they, there that. is an explicit sex scene that is uncomfortably voyeuristic, <laughs> knowing that they're married. Wow. Here, Andy, write down on this piece of paper who you, you'd like me to call a shithead on your behalf on one of those blank spots where it says so-and-so's a shithead okay. so-and-so's a shithead. And thanks so much for coming on, you guys. Congratulations so for winning, Elizabeth. There's so no fun. prize to speak of. <laughs> I guess you could keep your headphones or something. I mean, I that, that, would, that wouldn't be allowed. They're, they're, they're Earwolf, Earwolf's headphones. And uh, let me see. <laughs> All right. That's going to sound weird for me to say that, but okay. And then, uh, oh, I got one. Um, do you guys have anything to plug? Um, just our podcast. And uh, who's coming you can up? follow me on Twitter at Totally Lame. Oh, perfect. Um, who's coming up? Rachel Bloom. And uh, Gray Delisle. Soon. Two of my favorites. Yay! And Psychic Andy and Elizabeth Lane from the Totally Lane podcast. You guys get to be on Earwolf for like a year. That's your, how long your contract's for. Mm-hmm. And then they'll decide if they want to keep going with it or not. So I, I encourage folks to listen so that the, it'll be a big, big hit. Matt Belknap, you got anything to plug? Uh, Podcastathon coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Never Not Funny's twelve-hour live charity event. That's always so much fun. They raise a lot of money for the uh, sleep train, <laughs> smile train, <laughs> sleep train. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the smile train. Yeah, and it's cool. It's an yeah. all-night marathon. It's Thanksgiving hours. weekend. You can yeah, twenty-fifth of November, six p.m. Pacific to six a.m. the next morning. Yeah, they raise money like like all night long for a, a good cause and. For no particular cause other than just a good time, I'll be at the Punchline with Graham Elwood on Sunday, October 30th in Sacramento. And if you wear a fancy costume slash name tag, we might pick you to play the Leonard Malton game. And as always, Nancy Grace's nipple is a shithead. (laughs) And my wife is a shithead. (laughs) My wife. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.